0: Welcome to Mother of Dogs, the podcast for pet lovers who want to live their best life alongside their fur babies. I'm Tina, dog mom to Winnie and Chloe, my two French bulldogs who bring fun and chaos wherever they go. If you want to hear stories from modern pet parents about how they navigate life and business with their furry friend, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Mother of Dogs. So I created this podcast to share my love for dogs and my passion for supporting amazing and diverse entrepreneurs. Today, I'm super excited to introduce you to Andrea Castanon from Bowie Shoots. She's a fellow Latina whose work I first fell in love with at a doggy daycare photo day. Think nostalgic glamour shots for pets and their humans. So thanks to Andrea, I'm now the queen of unsolicited D-pics, and by D-pics, I mean dog pics, of course. And we'll be covering some of Andrea's journey from fashion photographer to Bowie shoots, the special impact dogs have on our personal and professional lives, the unique and familial feelings that make dog photography feel so right, and redefining what family, womanhood, and motherhood mean in today's world. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Andrea. Hi. I always wanna buy everything you make. I'm looking forward to getting deeper today. Learn more about you and your journey on a more personal level. For listeners who are unfamiliar with you and your work, can you give us a little bit of an overview of your career and where you are now with Bowie Shoots?
1: Yeah, so my name is Andrea, and I am the photographer, editor, social media coordinator, everything of Bowie Shoots. I'm a travel-based photographer. I bounce around from D.C. to New York to L.A. hosting photo events, whether it be a photo booth style or private sessions. A lot of my work has a lot of Photoshop attached to it. So I think that differentiates my photos in the grand scheme of the dog photography world.
0: Amazing. And you ended up pivoting to Bowie Shoots. Where did you start off in your photography career?
1: So I studied photography in college and then I went straight into the fashion photography realm, and then specifically into retouching. So I actually moved to LA to pursue that. And then I went to New York City and worked in the industry. I still freelance part-time, so I'm still in the industry. It's going on, oh man, like 13 years. (laughs) I'm aging myself now. And from there, Bowie Shoots started about four years ago as a passion project. It was Just a way for me to step away from the fashion photography world and do something simply for fun and simply because I love dogs. My first sessions were totally free to people. It was just me experimenting with how to photograph a dog and what it takes and how long the sessions should be. And then it went into paid sessions, but it was as a fundraiser. So it was just for donations for the rescue that I got Bowie from. And then it's just taken its own path from there.
0: When did you know it was meant to be more of a full-time situation because you were doing it part-time? Was there a moment where you thought, okay, this is viable for me?
1: Yeah, so I think the first couple years, it was just a weekend thing. And then I'd edit after my full-time job. So I was running on 24 hours, seven days a week schedule. And that just wasn't something that's possible long-term. That's not sustainable. So after a couple of years, I started doing more shoots and taking my fashion retouching part-time. So switching the schedule for me. And after a few years, it became full-time Bowie shoots and part-time fashion retouching.
0: And then COVID, Were you doing the same things that you are doing now? You're so creative, and I'm sure that made you more creative in what kind of services you had to offer.
1: Yeah, so all my work was in person, whether it be Bowie shoots or fashion photography. So I totally lost all my jobs that were coming up or that were in the schedule. And that was very heartbreaking for me. And after dealing with the sadness of, Thinking, oh, this is over. I can't do anything anymore because nothing can be in person. I think, like most businesses, I had to think of a way to pivot to make it work because there's no way I couldn't. I could just do nothing. After being 24/7 in New York City, I couldn't just sit there. So it turned into virtual sessions, which was a first for me. Um, and virtual sessions have remained on my website, and it's definitely been fun to be able to work with people that I wouldn't have been able to work with from overseas, like people send me their pictures. So it's been really amazing. Yeah, COVID was a tricky time, but I'm glad that if anything, the virtual sessions came out of it, but it was pretty, a pretty low time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. I think that I originally found you through Winnie and Chloe's daycare. You did a photo day there, and then I realized that you existed. (laughs) There is something like this even... That was a thing and it was so exciting. So were you partnering with daycares just during COVID or was that part of your pivot also building these partnerships with other businesses? Yeah, so
1: that definitely, I think I had worked with them previous to the COVID shutdown. And then when things were finally opening up again safely, but still very limited, I got the idea of doing these kind of human style picture days so i would come in and photograph all the dogs in daycare and then all the parents would get a sample if they would like to purchase more they can and that kind of hit me because i used to be a yearbook photographer for humans <laughs> one of my first photo jobs in various elementary schools and so i thought of that system of photographing all the children and then giving the parent the opportunity to one get to know me and know that i exist And two, they can have a cute little photo for social media and no pressure on buying anything because that was a great partnership with me in the daycare. In the long term, I love doing that, but I want to focus more on private sessions and photo booth events going forward. But that was a really great partnership that we had. And I don't see why I wouldn't do it again with more daycares.
0: That's amazing because whether they buy the photo or not, Sharing on social media, it's another marketing tool that you were able to leverage during that time frame. That's such a creative way to get yourself out there. And who wouldn't want to post their dog in that yearbook picture? It's so nostalgic, too. It's heartwarming to see your pup with the same background that you have your own childhood photos. A nice touch to pull heartstrings.
1: Yeah. And I don't have any children of my own. So Bowie and the OG are my children to me. So having their yearbook picture every year means a lot to me. And then once I started doing it for other parents, dog parents, I saw it opened the door to the community to which I didn't even know existed. I just thought I was crazy and I'm crazy to love this dog so much. But once I found my community, which is the dog community and the dog mom community, it really showed me that it's okay to love Bowie this much and it's not weird or I don't know. It really changed me as a person to finally see that this community existed. And that's what Bowie Shoots did for me.
0: I feel the same way and completely fulfilled with Winnie and Chloe. I also don't have human children. I think that it can feel a little bit isolating when you talk to people about your pets and they just think it's just a dog or just a pet. I remember reading one of your posts. I think it was a happy birthday post for Bowie. And I was sobbing. I thought, oh my gosh, she's saying the exact same thing that I feel for Winnie at the time. I didn't have Chloe yet. And it was the first time that I actually read someone else who I felt was in my heart (laughs) saying the same exact thing. And it is really nice to be able to connect on that level. There's so much there in emotion. I think that these photos are forever something that... I will cherish and I feel like showcase this special time in my life. The best part of Winnie and Chloe is that they've brought out such a playfulness in me. I think that if you haven't had the most charming childhood or whatever, this is a great opportunity to relive those experiences and become playful again. So I thank you so much for doing the work because if someone asks me what are my most important possessions, it would be these photographs. (laughs) It really does melt my heart and I hope to forever have these pictures throughout their lifetime with you. It's been the best thing. Were you always this creative? What were you like when you were a kid? I grew up with
1: dogs in my family so that was always a constant. Bowie's my first dog by myself and as far as creativity, it's funny because my older brother is super into drawing and I always looked up to him and wanted to be him or be his best friend. And my mom always had a camera with her. Whatever occasion, even if it wasn't an occasion, you can see her with her camera. So it's funny now, looking back at those photos or those memories, I can totally see where I got my brain from. It's because my mom was always there with a camera, capturing every moment. And I cherish those moments now that she did capture. And my brother introduced me to my creative side, to my drawing side. It's definitely been interesting looking back on what might have shaped me into who I am today. Um, all came together.
0: You look at those previous childhood photos as inspiration for some of the photo backdrops that you do now. Totally.
1: And I always draw parallels because my mom had us super young. So all her pictures are all very traditional, like the mom and dad and the children. And I just think it's so funny that she had all these human children responsibilities. And I'm here putting Bowie in a suit with sunglasses (laughs) and matching me and my partner or whatever the picture is. So I just think it's very funny to recreate those moments in my style. So even as quirky as they are to look at in comparison, that's... That's who I am. It's my version of that classic photo. And that's what I really hope to create for other families is like your style of that classic, quote unquote, family dynamic.
0: That's so great. How about your meeting with Bowie? How did that come to be? Because you said that's basically your first adult dog by yourself.
1: Yeah, I met Bowie at a adoption event and... I remember it was at like a PetSmart or something like that. So all the dogs were just on the floor, on the sales floor. And there was a whole group of puppies that everybody was like totally drawn to. And I knew I couldn't handle a puppy just because this was my first dog and I wanted to take it slow if I could. <laughs> and There was larger dogs that I couldn't have in my apartment at the time. And then there was Bowie who was just the quietest dog. Nobody was paying attention to him because he was just behind his adult companion. And I don't know, just his calm demeanor and his quiet kind of shy personality. And of course he looks amazing, like the two different color eyes. I don't know, it just something in me wanted to scoop him up and take him home. And I was very lucky enough to have that happen.
0: So you were just like, you're my pup and here we I go. each
1: other and it's like, yeah, let's try this.
0: When you were living by yourself at the time, was it a hard adjustment to take care of him?
1: So I had a partner at the time. And so we were taking on the duty of taking care of him together. I was lucky enough in that I was working at a studio that allowed dogs. Okay. And they also helped me answer any questions that I had or because I didn't know what I was doing. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be to take care of a dog in the beginning. He was six months, so he was still being house trained and I still needed to get to know what he needed as far as energy, how much exercise he needed and play time and all those things. So it was definitely a team effort. And when that relationship ended, I freaked out because I didn't know if I could do it totally by myself at that point I had a lot of help from everybody and then we did it (laughs) and our bond grew even stronger
0: now how old is Bowie he's seven wow okay so it's been a minute so basically he's been around since you built Bowie shoots and pivoted to him was he your first model where you were experimenting with all these photos and trying to figure out if this was gonna be possible oh yeah
1: and I was photographing him in silly situations for a while, like before even the business idea came into play, just because I would send my mom pictures of him, like headshots, if he was going to be an actor or yearbook pictures or his LinkedIn picture to my mom and be like, oh, look at my son. And then it just evolved from there. I think a coworker of mine was like, oh, these are awesome. You should offer these to more dog moms. And that's where the kind of
0: ball rolled. How are your parents with the whole bohemian and Diage idea? Are they grandparents? Are they leaning into it? Do they accept that role?
1: Yeah, I think it took a bit of time for them because they're very much traditional Latino parents and that they want human grandchildren. But they've come to embrace their grandparents parent role with my version of children, which means a lot to me because I know that was a big and hard pill to swallow for them. But I think they saw what makes me happy. And that's truly what matters most. And they've totally embraced it. My dad, especially, he comes from a very scholarly background, very serious, very to the books, you have to follow the rules and you have to climb the corporate ladder. So I feel... Like it's taken time for him to realize that this is a real business and it's something that I'm passionate about that can thrive on its own without kind of being tied into a corporate setting. And it's been really nice for us to connect in that way. He's embraced my kooky TikTok ideas and my dog outfits that I have him wear sometimes for a video. So it's been really nice to connect. With them now
0: that they've accepted it wholeheartedly. I didn't think about even the way that they could see your business. It's a more untraditional sort of path. Was that scary for you or were you just energized because it was your passion?
1: It was definitely scary to make the transition of full-time Bowie shoots and part-time fashion. Just because I've spent, at that point, I spent about 11 years investing in my fashion photography career. And so I thought, what am I doing? It's it's too late for a shift. I need to focus on the 11 years that I've spent with fashion. But at the end of the day, I needed to follow what made me happy. And that was Bowie Shoots. And I just had to make the jump. And if it didn't work out, I could always go back to fashion or find my way back. That side, so that's what I kept telling myself, and I had friends who were very supportive, and telling me that also, and reminding me that fashion isn't going anywhere. You made great connections, and if if it doesn't work out full time, that's okay. Just go back to you know what you know, and we'll go take it from there. So I've always been used to the freelance, jumping from LA to New York kind of style, but Bowie shoots was something totally my own, which was incredibly terrifying. But I've learned to just embrace the change. And if I don't know something, I can ask questions. And if nobody can answer anything, then I'll just figure it out. It's just going with the flow is the biggest thing that I've learned.
0: For someone like you, you're adaptive and creative. So I think that there's more possibility when you have that frame of mind. With your New York City and LA, you're in DC, that's your home base. Do you notice any differences with those markets as far as dog parents and the popularity in specific areas? It's
1: been really interesting being able to bounce around. And I love all the personalities that I get to meet going from city to city. I wish I could be in more cities. (laughs) I tried San Francisco was a lot of fun. Chicago was great. And I really want to try Austin and Colorado, Miami. I know they have like big dog, mom, dog, parrot markets. So I think in general, I love meeting new people and everyone brings their own style to it. So I, I don't know if there's like a specific style for each coast or city, but I just, I love meeting other family dynamics and seeing their style come through in their picture.
0: That's awesome. Do do you ever take Bowie and Diage with
1: you? No, (laughs) I did that one time with Bowie. It was before Diage. And it was, he's a liability. He is so jealous if he's not right next to me, not in an aggressive way, but just like in an annoying way. So I had him off leash because he's really friendly. And I would be behind my camera, focused on the shot. And I just see his face come into my frame or his butt. And then I put him behind a baby gate. His face was stuck on the baby gate, staring into my soul. Oh my God. And then I took him on a fashion shoot before Bowie shoots. And he, again, was ripping toys apart loudly and putting fluff all over the set. It was awful. But they're better in the editing side, (laughs) keeping me company
0: there. (laughs) Brian and I, when we go to photo shoots for Winnie and Chloe, we leave drenched in sweat. Disgusting. <laughs> I'm always overly optimistic in the beginning. I book and I'm so pumped. I think that this is gonna be the best thing ever and that everything is gonna go very smoothly. Everyone is calm. And just them getting into the car, I realize that this is not <laughs> a relaxed vibe at all. And they're already super worked up. And then by the time we get there, they're so excited to be wherever they are. And Brian and I immediately start trying to (laughs) get them to just settle in the least bit. And you're so patient and you have to work with the impossible, especially with puppies or just dogs running around. How do you work through that for a whole day with all these random dogs and capturing the essence of the dog and... I know you do a lot of photo editing, but you are truly a saint because 10 <laughs> minutes of that, we literally have to take the rest of the weekend off. We can't do anything I remember else. Your,
1: your session and when I photograph them with daycare, they crack me up. I don't want to laugh because I don't want to be laughing like I'm laughing at you guys, which is not the case at all. But they are running around. When you see on a farm, pigs going crazy, <laughs> like they're two little piglets, like just going in circles and it cracks me up. No, but I take everything as it comes. So with every session, I see what's working best for the dog. Some dogs are super high energy and need that time to just let it out. I grab pictures of the parents first, or I talk to them about what what might work best for them. And then there's other dogs that are terrified because it's a scary situation. A giant studio light. I'm a stranger with a big camera in their face. So I take it one session at a time and then take all the pictures I can. If I do need to Photoshop the composited like picture together, and then just I'll deal with that Photoshopping afterwards and see what I have in my camera. So it's all about observing what their body language is saying. And I also don't want it to be a traumatic experience for anyone. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember saying there's absolutely no way she was able to get something. <laughs> the reality is hitting. And then after on the ride home, I'm almost in tears because I don't believe that you could have gotten a good photo because I felt I was bright red, sweating. <laughs> My hair was crazy. I'm chasing them. And then you deliver the best photos. (laughs) And I'm like, how did she do this? It's wild. You are so talented. And we were just in disbelief that you made it happen. (laughs) And you captured everything so perfectly.
1: It's definitely fun piecing things together after the fact too, because I typically photograph against a gray background or a blue background. And it's like my green screen So I can put in any background that I have available to me in post-production. So it's even more like a magic show when families come in. I not only piece together the family portrait, but I typically change the background also. So I always wonder what it is like to open the email and be like, whoa, that's (laughs) that's not how the session went at all. And... I don't know. I just think that's the fun, uh, one fun, super fun aspect of it is delivering these wildly Photoshopped photos.
0: How long does it typically take for you to edit? I'm sure it's a lot.
1: Yeah. So some pictures, a few hours and some take a couple of days. Wow. It just depends on how much Photoshopping and compositing I'm doing. I never want to make someone look like they're not themselves at all. I don't do that type of photoshopping, but I also take into account proportions of everybody. So I want to make sure your dog is proportional to what they would be like in your arms. And I try to grab different pictures in the session to stay true to that. I need a couple of days sometimes to look back and make sure it still looks good. And it's just a lot of checks and balances, if you will. Yeah. Each photo.
0: Do you feel that you've mastered at this point a good work-life balance as far as sustainability with you're doing these photo days and then you're working on other projects and then you're also doing editing? How does that typically work for you?
1: I'm trying to get better, especially now that I'm married. It's just been on my own schedule. I, in New York, was a workaholic. I loved working all the time. And that's not possible when you have a partner and somebody else to take into account. So I've definitely, since moving to Virginia, had to tell myself, you're allowed to have time off. Time off is okay. And it's normal. I'm not always the best at keeping to that schedule of let's say nine to five or something around those lines, but I'm working on it. Yeah. It's just always on my mind. So it's hard to turn it
0: off for me. I'm sure always collecting inspiration. Have you had somebody that you've looked to for inspiration?
1: I draw inspiration from my own family photography, as far as like my parents' family photos and going to the mall and getting glamour shots of my sister, like super cheesy. So I definitely look back at those pictures and I just. Google 80s pictures, 90s pictures from early 2000s, just to draw inspiration from that style or what was cheesy at the time, because I love cheesy moments. So that's definitely where I go to just jog my brain. When you met
0: your current partner, you had Bowie and they had to meet. So can you tell me what that experience was like?
1: Yeah, so I told him ahead of time, my dog means a lot to me. But he didn't know how dog crazy I truly am in the beginning because I also didn't want to scare him. But once we like started living together and he really saw how much I love the dog community, he was totally open to it, which was a big green flag for me, which was amazing. And now Bowie loves him more than me. He is obsessed with my husband and I get jealous because I'm like, Bowie, I'm your mother. I've been there from the beginning. And he'll just go immediately to him and kiss him in the morning and do all these like sweet things. And I'm chopped liver. I'm just like, give me food or take me on a walk. But no, it's been amazing. And I told my husband that the fact that Bowie's obsessed with you is a huge reason why I knew I was going to marry
0: you. That's so funny. Was your husband a dog person before you? Did he have pets growing up?
1: Yeah, he did. And his family, his, Grandma has a dog. His mom has a dog. So there's dog lovers in his family. And that was a green
0: flag for me also. (laughs) Awesome. Brian was not a dog person before. He grew up with cats and not just indoor cats, outdoor cats. They could care less about you. So I think that when we got Winnie and Chloe or got Winnie first, he did not realize it was actually life-changing. And I remember telling him before we (laughs) got Winnie and we were getting him that day, And I said, you should sleep in today because this is not going to be our life anymore. And I knew that it was going to be an intense sort of experience and he absolutely did not. And so when we got him, he was just, he always thinks about it and says, I really wish I would have slept in that day. I had no idea what it was going to be like, but watching him fall in love with dogs and be more of a dog person now he's full in. it's just it's so different to see that evolution a distant cat person to a loving affectionate dog person Aww. so full transition but yeah we fight actually for the present you gave us from chloe's birthday party and you gave us the most thoughtful gifts ever, personalized everything, (laughs) travel bags with their names and the frame with the picture. I have it. I can see it right now. And then Brian takes it upstairs to his office and we (laughs) fight over it. I think
1: that's so amazing that our paths even crossed because otherwise, who knows if we would have ever met if I would have stayed on my fashion course in New York. And that's what I always think about is I have such great friends from Bowie Shoots in LA, in, in New York, here. And all over, really, on Instagram. And I think that's so amazing that even is possible. I don't know. That's crazy to me,
0: <laughs> yeah. you talked a little bit about your perspective on Diaji and Bowie being your children and your parents accepting that. And my mom, surprisingly, I wholeheartedly accepted when you immediately as I guess this is the grandbaby that I'm going to get. And so I'm going to lean into this. So that was really heartwarming for me that my mom supported that and my feelings. And it has shifted my thinking of what family looks like and mothering in general. And I think something super interesting that also came up for me is that they also taught me how to mother myself, which I think is creating boundaries. I saw that If something was negatively affecting Winnie and Chloe, that was a boundary. Whatever affected me would affect them. And I was able to treat myself better and then see the reflection on them. Has that shifted at all for you as far as your perspective on motherhood or anything surprising that came out of having them?
1: Yeah, it's crazy to hear you say these things that are so similar to my experience. So when... I got out of that relationship in the beginning when I first had Bowie, I didn't know how to express myself or go to therapy kind of thing. So I would just drink. There was a point where I was drinking, out drinking so much that it affected Bowie, obviously. I wasn't there for him. I wasn't being a good caretaker. And it really shook me. It, made me, it changed my life because I was like, I can't this isn't healthy, not even just for me, but I need to be a good parent to Bowie. He deserves the best. He's the best dog. He's only there for me. And here I am being just irresponsible. So that's when, that was a big first shift for me. And I really have him to think that I could work on myself in a healthy way and not just be self-destructive. And then a second kind of event that happened That was life-changing was that I got in a really bad depression at one point. I was in an abusive relationship type of thing. And I couldn't talk to anybody just because I didn't want anybody to feel bad for me. I just didn't want to talk to anybody. And I almost quit my job and went back home to my parents because it was really bad. But Bowie was the only one making me leave my house, take him out on a walk and making me wake up and give him breakfast and give myself breakfast maybe like he was the one pushing me to let's get to the next day let's just take it one day at a time and the sun is out let's just go take a walk i really leaned on him and he changed me he was the reason i left my apartment so that i think that those two events in my life made the connection with him so strong and when people are like oh you're crazy it's just a dog i don't need to exp- explain why he's so important to me, but I know that he literally changed my life. So I don't know. I don't even know where this started, but he has made me a totally 1000% better person. And that's why I'm diehard Bowie and diehard just like pets in general, because they can transform your life. Something that a human might not have been able to do for you in that moment they just like the way they look at you or the way they, they don't judge can be life-changing
0: I relate so much to all of that I think that they can come into your life at the most pivotal moments Winnie came into my life at my lowest of low I was at a hopeless place during considering like getting Winnie I wasn't sure that I felt like I couldn't even take care of myself emotionally how could I take care of her just invite something into my life, but really I felt it was also effort to be okay and feel hope about anything. When I look at Winnie, it's like looking at an angel. I feel like he is a spiritual being that brings me closer to something that I can't explain. And I think I wasn't used to receiving love. I think that sometimes you can grow in life and have a major issue receiving and accepting love if you have low self-worth or whatever. think with Winnie, it was the purest love that I've ever felt. And also I could give him this love without feeling like he's going to break my heart or let me down. It was just the first time that I ever felt this pure love, this energetic exchange that was completely equal. And I had never experienced something like that before. And for me, you describe that purpose and that drive to just keep going and wanting to take care of This little being that's trusting you. I think that you have to start trusting yourself and knowing that you're capable and they give you the strength to do that. It's just, it's hard to describe unless I think that you, I wouldn't have been able to know this unless again, I had this experience. I don't think.
1: Yeah. I honestly don't know where my life would be if I didn't have him because who knows i was just on a path that wasn't sustainable for a healthy human being and so he just like that movie coco like the dog and coco like that's he's my like soulmate dog he's amazing to me
0: i love that how about diaji How did that come to be? Yeah. How did you know you were ready? And how is your bond with her developing? And how is that dynamic with Bowie and her?
1: We adopted her almost a year. It's going to be a year in five days. I wanted a sibling for Bowie. For the most part, I'm working from home. So I'm able to take care of them both. So we adopted her and she actually flew all the way from South Korea. And we're not sure how old she is. They think maybe six or seven. So she's about the same age as Bowie. But we got to know that she is totally a homebody as far as she would sleep all day if you will let her. She does not want to play. She doesn't even know how to play. So they're really funny. Their dynamic is really funny. It's very much brother, sister. He wants to play with her sometimes and she'll snap at him and she'll do something silly and he'll get jealous. He sometimes eats half of her food when he knows he's not supposed to be eating her food. It's just very sibling rivalry, frenemies type of yes. relationship. But she, it's like yin and yang. So he loves that. She's high energy. He loves learning tricks and she's the opposite. So if you want to have a day where you're just a sloth on the couch, she's your girl. And if you want to go out and play and run, go for a jog, he's your guy. So it's been a lot of fun to have them both now. And it's funny because my husband is allergic to... Justin Dander and she's a big shutter. So he's had to figure out the best allergy medicine to take to make this whole family unit work for him.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Do you feel like it was a big transition from one to two for us? It was huge (laughs) Chloe coming in.
1: Yeah. It's bigger than I thought it would be. I think it's, I thought it would be just like Bowie. Like it was just another Bowie but it's not, she has her own history. She has her own likes and dislikes that we had to get to know. And she also is terrified of phones and cameras and that's huge for me. (laughs) So I had to tell myself to give her time to get to know us and get to know that she's in a safe space. And then I can bring her into Bowie shoots, photo shoots and things like that. So it's just, it's been fun getting to know her and it's crazy how it's only been a year when I feel like we've had her much longer.
0: Yeah. The biggest thing for me with Winnie and Chloe is that I'm well aware of their lifespan and that I can't even think about it because I start to cry and it's just too much for me to think about as I've built this bond with them and I've opened up and gone through some more healing and just general reflections I was really shut down or couldn't really think about being a mother to a human child. And I think because I love them so much, I feel like they are from me, (laughs) that it's so hard to think of them not being here. And so it has opened me up to thinking about motherhood to a human child. And so I wonder, has that come to your mind too? Do you feel the same way? What is your perspective?
1: I think for me, dogs are my children. That's just how I see my future. So beyond Bowie or DOG, I just want to continue rescuing dogs and being that safe haven for them, whether it be senior dogs. I don't know if I could do a puppy anymore, but I just I see that as my life's mission to just be a safe home for a dog in need. And my husband and I talked about this as far as what we see for our future and human children. And I battled with it for the longest time just because it's associated strongly with womanhood. So if you're not a woman, if you're not a mother, that's how I felt it was like being pushed into my brain. So I thought there was something wrong with me since I don't have that urge to be a human mother, but I came to terms with it with age that they're not synonymous. You can be hundred percent womanly and not be a mother to a human child. And I came to terms with that and my husband is happy with that, is fine with that and sees that for himself also. So we're totally hundred percent happy with dogs. If For some crazy reason, I do become pregnant. I'm open to that, but it's not my goal in life.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I think that it's so important for me to have this conversation because I think, like you said, as a woman, you battle in your head what society wants or thinks that you should have and then you get lost in what does that mean or is something wrong with me if I don't want traditional path. And I think that I'm so fulfilled with Winnie and Chloe. If that is all I will, that's all I need. I'm so excited and happy about that. It's great to hear more perspectives like yours.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree to that. And it's made me compassionate to people's boundaries in general, whether they are very social and want to chat, or maybe they want to be quiet and to themselves. Just being with Bowie has shown me to observe a little bit and then approach the situation, how I feel it would be best approached. And then when people mainly like aunts and uncles in my family who don't understand this kind of lifestyle, especially now that I'm married and it looks like, okay, now you're married. Now you can have a baby. We get that a lot. And I used to get really defensive and really angry when people would ask me that, because I would say, I do have a baby, it's Bowie. And of course they think that's just a joke and they keep pushing it. And it's such a personal decision, a personal question. So I've learned to just let them think how they want to think and not let that affect my happiness and the decisions that I've made with my life. Cause I'm totally content. I feel like a mother. I'm being motherly to my dogs. And if that's fine for me, then That's okay. That's not something that I need to explain to every aunt and uncle who won't get it. They just won't.
0: Yeah, totally. I just, I love hearing your perspective and the work that you're doing and the confidence that you have. I know that it takes a long time to get there with confidence. And especially when you are walking an untraditional path, I'm just so excited to continue to see the direction that you go in because. I'm sure it's gonna be amazing. One last thing, who are some celebs that you would love to work with? I'm saying this, you basically transformed Winnie into AC <laughs> Slater, which was amazing. And I love to say by the Bell. I remember growing up with it. And if little Tina knew, <laughs> her dog would actually be acknowledged by AC Slater in real life, Mario Lopez. she would have died. So I'm just wondering, would you do more of those photos? I think that was so genius having a (laughs) photo. um, Yes.
1: As far as a specific celebrity, I like the one that comes to mind is Chrissy Teigen. And it's because she has, from what I, what I know, what I think is she not only has dogs, but she loves bearded dragons. I don't know if she has multiple or one, but I've, been on this bearded dragon kick where I just, I think it's because I saw PetSmart is now selling costumes for them. And they are just so interesting to photograph. And I want to see that dynamic of a family unit, which is the parents and the children, human children, and then with these dogs and bearded dragons. And it's just like, I think that would be so silly and fun. And I just love, I would love to photograph celebrities. They all come with their own big personality. So I think they would make pictures just like that much funnier with either the way they're matching or the animals that they bring.
0: That's so great. Thank you so much, Andrea. You have been such a gem. I knew you would be, and I really appreciate you sharing and taking the time to talk with me today.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun and I love chatting with you. It just makes me so much happier with Bowie shoots and where it's led me because I do have these like amazing friendships that I would have never thought even
0: existed. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation, be sure to subscribe to my newsletter. The link is in the show notes. Here's a quick reminder to subscribe to this podcast. so You can be the first to know when new episodes drop. All you need to do is open your favorite listening app, search for mother of dogs and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll see you back here every other Sunday for a new episode.